Good morning, good afternoon. My name is Bill Connor, and this is the Digital Shop Talk Radio. And on today's episode, Robert Uva and I are going to dive into the topic of how Google made magic more transparent. So we always talk about transparency in the digital shop. Apparently, Google might be learning something from us. So joining us today, I've got Robert Allen. He's a specialist on today's topic. And welcome, uh, Robert Nuva. I look forward to a, a spirited conversation here for sure. And what we want to do is, um, you know, this Google thing seems to have been shrouded in some mystery for a long time. And today we're going to start unraveling, you know, more importantly, the why behind how it works. And so for you folks that are actually joining us um, you know, what I encourage you to do all throughout this is to use the chat and you'll find the chat button on your webinar toolbar, chat in some questions and make sure you get your questions answered live. So I'd like to start out first by having Robert tell us a little bit about how he fits into this puzzle. Then we're going to switch over to Uva and start our deeper dive. So Robert, if you would go ahead and, and get us started here with just a few minutes on where you fit into this big old jigsaw puzzle we're working on. Sounds good. Good morning. My name is Robert Allen. I uh, am the the product manager for websites and SEO at AutoVitals. Um, where I fit into this whole puzzle is I, I manage the, the, the creation of the web, web platform that we've built. And um, one of the things that we really aim to do when building this web platform was make sure that we had a high performance uh, website. And so this core Web Vitals conversation is really timely in, in, in that it's something that we, um, we took into, into deep consideration when building this, this website platform and we've largely succeeded at, at that, so. Awesome. So what we wanna do is begin with the challenge that's created that Google, they can pretty much change anything at any time they want. And when those changes take place, you know, we learned and they're being more transparent with us than we ever have, but how can we leverage this for better ranking criteria? So learning what makes this happen and how to use it is really important. So what we want to do is get Uva to go ahead and, and join us in here and start spreading some of his thoughts that he's got in his head on this particular topic. Thank you. <clears throat> good morning, good afternoon. I apologize for my voice. I hope uh, it's going to allow me to carry all the way through the hour. Yeah, Google has always been an interesting subject for us. Um, from the very first beginning of foundation of the company, we were trying to leverage reviews, especially, and, and, and other findings to the degree that we try to anticipate even um, what Google is going to do next. And so when Core Web Vitals came around, um, I was highly surprised uh, to what depth Google is willing to share and give us tools how to find out um, one of the biggest um, uh, uh, impacts on whether you get appointments or not. And, and in order to illustrate that, um, I I created a little uh, graphical overview because this is super con complex. Lots of people refer to it as voodoo magic. So let's let's um, let me share a little um, overview here so we can talk about it with something in in front of us. Can everybody see my <clears throat> screen with the pie segment? Yep, looks good on my end. And so that's a busy slide right there. But what it illustrates even in a simplified version, how complex and multifaceted faceted the, the Google landscape is. And, and I want to uh, point out um, today we're not talking about one of the biggest uh, things which is what this graph calls my business signals. Everybody knows that as Google My Business. Uh, that, that's a whole um, even topic uh, for this show by itself, including external location signals, right? So what I want you to take away from it 
um, is that in total, <clears throat> almost 30% of your ranking is uh, determined by things which have nothing to do with the website. And, and in today's <clears throat> episode, we want to talk about how Google, which is actually known for crawling websites for decades, um, is using that information to determine ranking. And, and the title is, do appointments depend on ranking factors? It's a facetious question. The answer is, of course, yes. The question is how? And, 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 and this pie chart I, I um, use here was actually the past, right? The, the recent past, those, though. Right? If you really look at all those influential factors like personalization of a website, meaning how close is the website representing what your business is about, behavioral and mobile signals, social signals, review, then what used to be um, huge and is now only 20%, you know, how other websites actually um, see your website, right? All this is a static factor, meaning you put a lot of <clears throat> effort in and building a static website and hopefully you do it right by putting the content on the website which is google crawling and then you hopefully rank high and score appointments we all know that's that's just content on the website that's it it's what is on the website it does not measure how the website is being used. Since, especially on a mobile footprint where you have limited space to score pretty quickly because our attention span gets less and less, all those factors have not taken into account how to use it. How is it being interacted with, right? And that is where core Web Vitals comes in, right? Google took now the step and say, let me find out how the dynamic behavior of a website being loaded onto your mobile phone as a consumer um, is creating a awesome user experience. And that is something which is not just content, right? So the beauty about this is we have now the ability from a Google perspective to see how they <clears throat> judge the design of a website in terms of user experience. And, and now we are talking about basically only three of those pie uh, pieces, pie segments in the formal chart, which is What's the behavioral and mobile signals? How is the personalization coming across? And what are the on-page signals, right? And so it doesn't, it didn't happen overnight. So initially what Google did is they <clears throat> uh, measured page load time. So what did website developers do? They build websites where the initial page load time was optimized you know, low resolution pictures, um, everything else was loaded later just to score a high a score with Google. Th those are things of the past now, right? Um, with next month coming, the core web vitals will impact the ranking. And here you see um, in Google language, the elements which will be scored. And so I give you an example, the first one, right? The largest contentful paint 
LCP, right, is one super interesting factor because that determines your first impression, but it doesn't judge how well you can interact with the website. So that is the next factor and so on and so forth. So <clears throat> starting in June, um, the ranking will change based on, on those factors. So, so, so what do we do about it? Should everybody be scared and waiting for a Monday morning when Google rolls it out? No, Google has done an impressive job in giving us tools to um, determine what's going on. And here, here's a screenshot. If you use the Google Chrome browser under more tools, there's developer tools. And then within the developer tools, you, you, you will find what Google refers to as Lighthouse. And you can load that to your browser and, and then do it yourself. And I'm gonna give you a, a few examples here, um, what you can expect. So for example, uh, when it comes to performance, so here's a typical Lighthouse dashboard, if you wanna call it, where Google tells you how you score in four like categories, performance, that's what we have been talking about the whole time, accessibility, best practices, and SEO, right? So you can go to your website and use the developer tools and, and find out how well you score. So 28 is probably a thing where you should start taking action pretty quickly. Um, so I give you an example, what 28 means in this case here, right? Um, because Google gives us the ability to really um, dive deep. And you see that the first contentful paint with 1.1 seconds is great, right? This seems to be a website where in the past, you know, they wanted to load it really quickly and everything was fine. But look at the time to interact, 15.7 seconds. There's nobody out there who wants to wait 16 seconds until, until you can interact with, with, with the website, right? So, so that for this website, which by the way is not an Outer Vitals website, um, it's very clear that this website provider has to work on uh, getting this number down to get from the 28 to 100, right? That's that's the goal. Every one of those four aspects uh, should be closed or or a hundred. Uh, what does best practices mean? Um, here you see it, right? Trust and safety. Was there some? Okay, let's just get a third-party JavaScript from you know a chat provider or otherwise, and just add it to the website. Done. Check. No, you have to really make sure that whatever you add um, is trusted and, and safe, right? So in, in this case, you see for this website, there are four vulnerabilities detected and you can go down to the details and find out how to fix it and so on and so forth, right? So in, in summary, if you really wanna make sure your website stays up there, ranks high, starting in June, those four factors are gonna be highly important for you to monitor. And, and Google gives us a tool to check that. Do you have any questions? Uh, so we've got a couple of questions. We've got a couple of questions coming in. Um, one of the questions is, is that so you're saying that we can go to the in the Chrome browser and go ahead and just install that plugin and be able to test our own shop or our own website? Yes. Is that correct? That is correct. If you want to take that step, it's a there's a lot of you know Google language in there 
um, if you don't want to just uh, do it, you know, contact your web designer, your website provider, and ask them for the lighthouse dashboard, and and then schedule a meeting with them. So from a shop owner standpoint, I'd probably be the type of person that would probably put it in my browser, get some data, and then ask some questions based on what I see, not on what they give me. Um, the next thing is, if I'm looking at it, would I go ahead and, and test individual pages, or is this a overall site? Um, it is. <clears throat> it is an overall site, but it's really focused on how you enter it, right? Remember. It's kind of a two-phase process. We all know that as consumers, we, we enter the say, site either on a landing page or the homepage. And, and then our attention span um, requires that we get something interesting, relevant content we're looking for, right? Once we are on the site, you know, it's not only six to eight seconds of attention span once we are hooked because we found the relevant information. We have more time to spend on figuring out what else is on the website. So, so in short, the landing pages, the home pages is important here um, because that is what hooks people and, and the rest of the website. Uh, is not as um, sharp in, in the requirements. So basically, you know, in the past, everybody has always said content is king, content's king, content's king. And now it's more about what is the end user that's searching doing with the content that really drives page ranking and, you know, page display and also the ranking on the pages. Is that correct? It is, but I would just slightly rephrase it. it. It's not replacing it, it's adding, right? Before it was all about what do you show, how do you represent yourself? And now we are adding a component which says, how do you interact with it, with that content? Under the constraints of mobile footprint, short attention span, um, and interactivity with the website. So as Google changes its algorithms, is it maybe they're trying to keep ahead of designers that have been kind of lazy somewhat and said, I'm only gonna go ahead and design only what Google's looking for. And now Google says that's not really giving us good results. Now let's go ahead and actually measure something else. Yeah, you could phrase it this way. I, I, I rather would say um, websites over the years have become an interactive environment, right? They are not just an online version of a polished yellow page ad, right? More and more websites give the ability to interact. It's not just a plain page where you read content and then click a button to call or fill out an appointment request, right? More and more websites allow to educate yourself, right? And that's, that's not limited to auto repair. Um, this is an overarching trend, which has become stronger and stronger over time. Because as we know from the inspection results, presentation to motorists, we as consumers want to make decisions based on our timeline in our control. And, and, and so we expect from a website to answer my relevant questions, right? And, and so Google just wants to give us tools to find out whether that relevance is, is going to be presented in the right way, in the right order, uh, and the website is safe. And, and secure. So speaking of safety and security, we've got the, um, you know, this third party tools in this example that were added here, one of them was chat for an example. So that could be very dangerous to ranking. So is that something that you probably have to have a vendor that develops their own chat or, you know, how does that play into the picture? Um, 
I don't know whether you have to develop everything yourself just because you are concerned about a third party vendor. One thing is clear, you cannot just say, hey, give me your chat JavaScript and put it on the website and then hope for the best. You need to talk to the supplier or to make sure with your web provider who might have selected that third party chat thing and, and measure the Lighthouse score. Um, the research we have done is there are a few chat um, third party providers out there um, and adding it really significantly lowered the Lighthouse score. And um, so, so you have to go back and say, you have to work on this. Um, it, it doesn't help me to have chat on a website, but rank uh, my, my ranking suffers. And so that's a compromise to make because rich things like chat, rich in a sense of there has to be code executed. So it, it slows down the um, loading time is of so much value that you shouldn't kill chat just to get a big 100 points lighthouse score. You should think about you know, what type of chat do you want? And so for example, when we developed the chat where you can go directly onto the TVPX with, um, with the service advisor, um, we made sure that uh, the Lighthouse score is not suffering. But, you know, in our case, uh, last time I checked the website, one of the websites where we added the chat, um, we scored a 97 for speed, right? That's awesome, right? Compared with those third party uh, chat modules where websites resulted in a 20 as a result of it, right? We, we could really be proud of it. Does that answer your question? Yeah, so some of the things like chat that the, the consumer is absolutely demanding that they, they want to have we just right. have to be careful about it's, it's how it's actually implemented in the website. So it's not just, I don't yep. do this because it might hurt me. It's basically how to implement it. Um, cool. With anything. I mean, the beauty is it's, it's pretty quick that you determine what's your biggest uh, cost for a possible lower score and then fix it. So there's, there's not much guessing going on. So that's the beauty about, sorry, go ahead. From a shop owner standpoint, there's really two things I really want my website to do. One is to either make my doggone phone ring or to go ahead and have somebody set a appointment right directly from my website and you know kind of turn it into kind of an automated kind of a slot machine that just generates revenue. So is the changes that Google made making this more possible or less possible to accomplish my goal? Oh, more possible, there's no doubt. We, we have now a tool set which allows us to measure the interactivity that didn't exist before. Right? Lots of people look at this and and add new stuff to it because it seems valuable like the chat or another pop-up which advertises for a community event, for example, right? Um, pop-ups are really critical. Um, they're great in getting attention. They're horrible in taking myself out of the context, I was just researching the website and right. So instead of guessing whether the pop-up is, is a good idea to add, you run the lighthouse score and you know, it's really straightforward. And then you, you as a shop owner, you should consider different ways of um, guiding the consumers to this community event and not use a pop-up. 
the things that really changed from the days that as a, a shop owner, I could just go out there and, and start my own website and, you know, it would just produce based on content. There's a, a hell of a lot of more things that I don't have time as the shop owners to actually sit there and learn how to do for sure. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Cool. Um, I would love to have Robert give us, you know, enough theory, um, unless there are more questions. I would no. love to Robert give us a little insight in what he has observed and what the websites we um, we have created. And, and it's a huge push within AutoVitals, converting uh, old websites to the new way, but also creating new websites, which, which uh, give complete transparency and score super high. Absolutely. All right, let me share my screen here. All right. And so, you know, like I mentioned before, one of the things that we really set out to do was create websites that scored well within the, the Google Lighthouse framework, which incorporates the, the metrics that this core web vitals uh, change. Um, the screen hasn't shared quite yet. There we go. There we go. And so let me start with this. This is one of the sites that, that we launched on this platform. We call it DSX. And as you can see, um, the performance, it, it scores high across the board. It doesn't get much higher than this. Um, and then the items that Core Web Vitals takes into account, the um, cumulative, layout, cumulative layout shift is great. The first contentful, content, I can't say that word. The first contentful paint is great as well. And then total blocking time incorporates the other uh, metric that Google incorporates into into uh, core web vitals and that's the first input delay. And so as you can see across the board for performance, we are scoring very well. And you know going back to the the, the topic of chat just a minute ago, one of the things that we've seen is that a lot of the the chat solutions on the market just just implemented on a on a perfectly well-built site will drop this performance score 30 to 50 points. And so, you know, chat is reliant on a customer getting to your site and starting an interaction. If that chat solution detracts from your site so bad that that customer doesn't find your site, then it's already failed before someone's, before someone's even reached your website. And so I just wanted to touch on that a bit. Um, but going back to this Lighthouse score, what does this mean for, for, a, for a shop owner? Um, you can see here, this diamond shows when we launched the site. And um, the, the appointments is the, is the green bar here. One of the things that we, that we have to work within is Google's timeframe. And so when you launch a site, it's gonna take three, four weeks for, for Google to get around to crawling the site. They've got, they've got their, their robots or their spiders that go out and they crawl, crawl every site on a regular basis. And so um, there, there's a, a three to four month delay or three to four week delay before that happens. And then they have to, they have to take into account, you know, do I trust this new site? Um, what do I think of this new site? And then they'll, they'll, they'll slowly start saying, okay, this is a trustworthy site. Um, going back to Uva's slide earlier, the, the pie chart, one of the things on there was behavioral. And that takes into account what people do on your site. And so if someone, if, if the majority of the people are coming to your site and, and looking at the homepage and leaving, um, Google's gonna say, well, I, I don't think this is the right site to show in, in, in the future. And so you can see some time frame where Google's Kind of testing the site, and all of a sudden they're realizing, okay, this you know, this site is built well, it's fast, it, it provides a good user experience, and it's relevant to the consumer. And you can see what's happening here is that appointments are are increasing, um, and it, and with that, that means that you know that's more more customers in your shop, more cars to work on, um, and you can see that phone calls, the orange line increased a bit too. One of the things that um, that I'm predicting is that. As part of this pandemic, customer people in general, not just not just motorists, but people in general, have become a lot more accustomed to using their phone to avoid personal interaction. And so, I anticipate that we start seeing a lot more appointments and phone calls, maybe falling off a bit, where people don't want to have that conversation; they just want to schedule on their phone and move forward. So, um, let's see. Here's another one uh, that we launched. Um, as you can see, once again. Awesome lighthouse scores. 
Um, doesn't get much better than that. I haven't seen um, another auto repair website that achieves these scores consistently across the board, um, with the exception of one that was just one page and very, very simple, didn't really have enough content on it to, to really uh, provide much benefit. But a full auto repair website, I, I have never seen these scores out in the wild. And here's another one. We launched it in February and Google was a little bit quicker in this one, but you can see that their, their appointments uh, completely shot up um, almost doubling over two months time frame, and so once again, what does that mean? That means you know more more people in your bay, um, more business as well. Um, to con contrast that, I took a look at some other website providers, and here's a great one to show. This this website, um, it's it's not an Auto Vitals website, and I blurred out a lot of the 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 branding on it because I don't want to put anyone on blast here. I just want to make sure that. Um, we have a, a good talking point here. Performance is 16. And you look at the chat solution here, and I'm, I'm confident that this would be 50, 60, maybe, if this chat wasn't here, just because of how much that slows the website down. So um, that really goes back to what we were talking about with chat earlier. All interesting stuff. So yeah. one of the things is that comes up really often is, is you, they got a ranking there for accessibility. So is accessibility, is this like um, handicap accessibility that everybody's required to do now? Is that what that ranking is? Yeah, so it looks, some of the, the main things that they look at is whether the colors contrast correctly, whether um, the, the text is descriptive enough, whether there's alt attributes on images. And so you think about somebody with a screen reader who may be visually impaired, they can't see the images. And so that's basically text behind that image um, that a screen reader could say, this is an image of a car being worked on in a shop. This is a, an image of someone shaking hands with a customer. And so accessibility really tries to programmatically address the, um, the, uh, uh, the ability of someone who may be visually or hearing impaired to, to, to see what's on a website or to interact with a website. So when it comes to these scores, you know, a strategy in the past used to be kind of, you know, told to shop owners all the time is, you know, you need a blog on your website to make sure there's fresh content all the time. Does that play into this picture or does the, the blog need to be strategic to go ahead and actually be something that gets the customer on the site and keeps them captured? Absolutely. It does need to be strategic. Um, there, there are benefits to having a blog. Um, but it has to be approached, approached cautiously. And one of, and the reason is you have, a, you have an overall SEO strategy for your site. You have the types of services that you want to uh, provide for customers. You have the types of customers that you want landing on your site. Um, one of the common issues I see with blogs is that they generate a ton of traffic. But if you look at where that traffic is coming, that traffic is not in the local market of the shopper. Um, I, I saw one recently where um, they were getting a lot of traffic for it was rear what was it axle seal or like Toyota axis, axle seal. And when he dug in, they were ranking number four on Google for, for that term in their market. And then I started doing some tests and seeing, well, how about Miami across the country? And they're ranking number four. How about New York? They're ranking number four. And it, so they had a really good blog that was generating a lot of traffic, but what is the value of that traffic? And does the behavioral signals from that traffic detract from the page and, and harm their ability to rank? And so there is a lot of benefits to blogs on websites. However, it needs to be approached carefully and with somebody who is taking into account the overall SEO strategy of the website. So in that case, they could have been creating a lot of extra busy work for their service advisor? They could be. They could be good. You know, one of the things that a blog would, would hope to do is generate uh, inquiries. And... You know, if that inquiry is coming from someone down the street or 10 miles down the street, you know, I can see a lot of benefit to picking up the phone and having that conversation or answering an email and having that conversation. But if that person's all the way across the country, um, 300 miles away, the likelihood of them actually coming into the shop and then still having to field those requests can be time consuming. And, you know, as we all know, service advisors are incredibly busy. So limiting uh, superfluous conversations is, is key. So you're saying writing a blog should always be in the, in the local context and following yeah. the SEO strategy. Absolutely. Yeah. Makes sense. 
And does the same thing go for um, video content that I see, you know, a lot of people are encouraged to go and post videos and stuff on their, their website. Um, not specific videos for different systems and services, but video as far as, you know, social events and things like that. Is, is that, um, you know, how does video play into the overall strategy? I think that, so there's a couple of responses there. That's not a, it's not a hundred percent straightforward answer. And the, the reason being is you have to take into account a couple of things. One video is a large file. If it's not implemented onto a website correctly, it can slow the site down. And so one, it has to be implemented correctly. Um, two, it has to be in the, in the right place and relevant to the, to the context of the topic that it's being. So if you have it on a blog page and the blog is about the event that you're doing in your community and the video is related to the blog, or related to that event as well, that's the right place for it. Um, interacting with that video will also be, will contribute to the behavioral skill, behavioral uh, signals that Google takes when, when ranking your site. Um, but it also provides a piece of content that you can share it to social. I think video really resonates on social media where people are more likely to engage with it. Um, you have, to, you have to also take into account if you put a video on your website on a blog page, um, who's gonna visit that page? How are they gonna get there? How is it gonna be found? And so I think that the social media is a great place for video as well. It looks like we lost Bill. Looks like we lost him. So Robert, can you <clears throat> talk about, you know, our web generation platform, website generation platform a little bit. I mean, t t Google might come up with something else in three months. Are we gonna go through hundreds of websites and do some manual changes again and again and again? I mean, that seems like a lot of work. Yeah, and you know, that's one of the things that we kept in mind when, when we were building this platform. Um, historically, we had used a third-party platform to build websites and they were excellent websites at the time that they were built. And we took, we took into account all the, all the relevant um, factors at that time when building a website that ranked well. But because it was a third-party platform, anytime we wanted to make a, a platform-wide update to, to uh, adhere to Google's new requirements, and then we had to go to each site independently. And that took a, took a lot of time, a lot of effort, and, and was just very laborious. Um, with the new platform, what we've done is we've created the ability to pivot quickly. And, you know, this is awesome that Google gave us a heads up on Core Web Vitals. Um, they've, we've known about this for, for quite a while. And even before they even started talking about Core Web Vitals as a ranking signal, we knew that page speed and page loading time were, were ranking signals. And so we, we, we got a heads up there, which Google doesn't normally do. Um, usually the case is that we get we either find out as it's happening or with you know a couple of weeks uh, heads up to, to find out when something's happening. With this new platform, we have the ability to say, look, you know, we have this new, this new, uh, this new factor that we have to adhere to, and we can go and we can do that for, for all the sites across the platform in one fell swoop, which which allows us to be more nimble and pivot quicker. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, can you talk about because we literally have had uh, hundreds of websites to prepare for this change. Um, how is that process going and, and, and how do um, our clients respond? Yeah, so the, the process is going well. We, you know, we have a lot of sites that we've moved from the old platform to the new platform. And one of the things that I, I see across the board is that appointments are going up. And you know sometimes there's a little bit of seasonality in there that you have to take into account, but appointments across the board are increasing. And that is one that's largely attributed to the performance that we've, that we've improved in relation to speed, accessibility, best practices, and SEO, but also the thought that's gone into use, to, uh, to user experience. And so that stems from how the pages, how the website's laid out, the, the content flow, how the appointment form works. There was a lot of effort that went into reducing friction in the appointment form to prevent uh, motorists from falling out if there was a, you know, a required field that didn't make sense to them. And so overall, we're, we've learned a lot. We've, we've, our hypothesis was you know, 
mostly true when we started building this platform, but there have been a lot of learnings in, in, in how we can tweak, tweak the performance and tweak websites along the way. Did that answer any, the question? Yeah, any episode you can share where you were su mostly surprised what the effect was? Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple cases where um, there was one shop that was one of our first migrations um, uh, towards the, the the late or early fall last year, late early fall, late late um, late summer, and I had anticipated that their um, their appointments would improve. I was shocked by how much they improved, and um, I'm, trying, I'm pulling up the, the stat here. We looked at um, year over year to compare it to a, a, a similar time frame, and their their appointments increased 183% for a three month period year over year, um, and that was um, December to March. And so the end time of that was um, March 2020, and so that doesn't take into account the beginning of the pandemic. Those were those were normal times. There's a new normal. <laughs> there is a new normal, um, and we do have to adhere to it. But um, it, yeah, so the, the basically what I was trying to get at is that the 183% increase was was measured against a time frame when the pandemic was not was not even a, a, a talking point. So, so what do you suggest um, for people who are interested in the audience? To, to look into this uh, lighthouse thing uh, for their own website, um, can they contact you, or uh, how 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 does it work? Yeah, so there's a couple things that they can do. One, I think you mentioned it earlier. They can they can either contact their web provider now and and request a lighthouse report. They can run lighthouse themselves if 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 they're comfortable doing that. Um, we can also run it for them, and they um, we have a team that that can do that. And the, to do that, you just uh, fill out a form on autovitals.com forward slash performance. Autovitals.com forward slash performance. Cool. Yes. Yeah, we'd, we'd be happy to do that. We'll, we'll post this um, in the Facebook forum afterwards. Um, so for everybody who is interested. And, and so what did you encounter? So I assume if I had a website with Outer Vitals for a while and haven't made any changes, uh, I, I have a lot of new ideas to put on, on the website. So how, how did you deal with the, with the new requests? Yeah, and so we, you know, we have a lot of um, web customers that you know, thankfully have been around for quite a while. And so um, as we were going through this migration process, um, we had assumed that we could migrate them pretty quickly because, you know, they have this website and we just, you know, essentially build it on the new platform and, and that things would be good. But what we've un under uncovered is that um, this is a, is a chance for a shop owner to really take a look at the website that they have, find new images that better represent their shop today and, and really update the personality of their page. And that's great. It's, it's great to see that we can, we can accurately reflect the brand of, of the, the shop owner or of the shop um, as it stands today and put out a product that um, not only generates more appointments um, that, that motorists are more pleased with, but also shows their personality. Are you saying this is the invitation for a redesign for the website without needing to pay for it? <laughs> I'm not saying that uh, 100%, but um, we, we do have uh, plans to, to, to offer this new platform to some of our existing customers. Very cool, very yeah. cool. What's their response? So far, it's been it's been pretty good. Um, I, I think that there's you know there's always going to be some apprehension when you when you have a new solution, um, and you know there there's been a lot of thought that went into their old website, and the, there was a lot of effort in finding the right images and the fight, fight, finding the ways to talk about their websites back then, and so. Um, it's it's normal for them to be attached to to what's on their old website, um, but once we are able to get past that and really reflect their 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 brand, their personality on their new site, and then also show them an uh, increase in appointments, it's it's received very well. Very cool. 
What do you expect Google is going to up to next? You know, the the whole the, the whole idea behind Core Web Vitals is um, improving user experience. They want right. the people who are searching for for a business on Google or searching for anything on Google um, to find the information that they're looking for on the first try. And you know, you can question what their motives are. Whether it's you know their motives are to drive more ad revenue. Um, keep more people engaged with Google so they use more Google products, YouTube, Google My Business, things like that. But if I had a, a crystal ball, I would say that the, the things that are coming next are changes to have people interact with more Google products. And so this is where, you know, going back to the beginning of this, of this podcast, you know, Uva, you were talking about the, the Google My Business signals, uh, review signals. Um, that's why it's critical to not only look at your website, the website's a huge portion of it, but to also look at what's happening off your website. If you're on mobile and you search for your shop right now, chances are that Google My Business is going to be the full screen landing page for, for somebody looking for your business. And the actions there are you can make a phone call, you can get directions, or you can, you can, uh, you can click to the website. And so as, much, as important as the website is, it's important to take a holistic look at um, everything that factors into, into ranking. And so I don't know exactly what Google is going to do, but it's going to be gener generating more traffic to Google My Business, generating more traffic to Google Reviews, generating more traffic to YouTube um, as a way of satisfying users' desire for information. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I mean, years ago I was almost of the opinion Google is trying to get rid of websites and get everybody just, you know, immersed in the Google My Business uh, experience, right? Uh, we haven't gotten there yet, but um, we know that Google makes a lot of money with ads. I think that's, you know, 90% of their revenue, if I'm not mistaken. So, so can you talk about the role of AdWords and and um, what is a good strategy to use AdWords? Yeah, um, Google AdWords is, is great at um, overcoming competition. Uh, one of the things that we see, and, and it's, it's great at a lot more than just overcoming competition, but one of the things that we see are in areas where there's a large population, um, a high amount of competitors in that market where, um, ranking is more difficult uh use utilizing google ads to target the same keywords that you're trying to rank for organically can help get you on uh, on top of the google search engine results page above your competitors who are ranking well um other other areas where we see a lot of benefit to google ads is um for for new shop owners you know you have a new shop it's going to take a little while for your website to rank um, you have a lot of established competition in that area that, you know, whether they have good sites or bad sites, they're, they're established. And so it's going to take a little while for Google to say, uh, this brand new shop with a great website should be um, in position one over these shops that have been here for five years. So utilizing Google ads in that case, you can, you can expedite that and jump right to the top of the pack, um, you know, without having to- At, at, at a price. At, at a price, at, yes. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, for, for the average shop owner where you, maybe you're, maybe you're ranking well for the, the keywords that you're targeting, but there's some other keywords that are very specific to a certain type of, certain type of buyer that, or a certain type of uh, motorist that doesn't make sense to, to create a whole content landing page for on your website. You can target those specific keywords and specific locations um, and really increase the amount of appointments and amount of traffic you're getting from, from external locations and, and uh, for varying types of service. That makes total sense. I, I noticed if I just look at the real estate AdWords is occupying, uh, it seems like that mobile search results, you know, the, the, the AdWords takes a lot more space percentage-wise compared with uh, organic. Would you, I mean, is it just my impression or is that true? And if so, 
um, would you recommend, you know, budget conscious shop owners to maybe start with mobile and and then if it works, go to desktop or do you have any uh, advice? Yeah, and, and you're you're absolutely correct in that Google has you know different different ad formats, different um, the, the the search engine results page is a lot more complex than it used to be. And right. ads plays a key role in that. And so it really depends on what you search for. You know, if you're searching for a part specifically, you're going to see shopping ads. If you're searching for um, for a place to do business, then you're going to see a lot of the standard uh, search ads on top. Um, I think it makes sense for a budget conscious, conscious shop owner to explore Google ads. However, I think that it's important to, to have someone who has experience do it. There's a lot of ways you can waste money with Google ads if you don't know exactly what you're doing. And if you're not driving business and you're spending the budget, um, it's just throwing money away. And so it really makes sense to have someone who is knowledgeable about Google ads manage, managing those campaigns for you to, to maximize the value the most. You might pay a little bit more for that management, but in, in return, you're gonna get better, better leads, more leads, better traffic. Um, and as far as mobile mobile versus desktop, I think you really need to look at your your website metrics and understand how your your customers are are using your website to to make that call. Um, we've seen a huge growth in mobile traffic, and so across the board, I'd say yes, you should focus on mobile first. But that doesn't apply a hundred percent of the time for a hundred percent of shop owners. That makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so we'll just. Uh, came alive again. Uh, he has his internet got knocked out. Yep. Um, so, Robert, it was a pleasure having you on as a panelist. I hope it's not going to be the last time. Yeah. Thank you very much for the insights and, and the examples. And um, everybody uh, thank you for attending. I hope it was educational. We will put all the videos, um, the, the whole recording in the Facebook forum, and we're going to pick out a few examples and feature them uh, uh, on the Outer Vitals Facebook page, as well as in the Digital Shop forum. And um, with that, thank you and see you next Wednesday.